When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's go, Let's go, Inside Syracuse Basketball with Mike Waters. Presented by Syracuse.com. College basketball is a great thing. Anything can happen. Welcome to the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Waters. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by former Syracuse basketball player Eric Devendorf. Eric and I talked about Syracuse's run to the Sweet 16, what is the difference between the Orange now versus a month ago, and we go into Eric's off-season workouts with Syracuse guard Buddy Beheim. You were there in Indy. What was that like for you to be there? Uh, because, you know, obviously Syracuse fans, nobody's been able to go see this team in person all season long, and, and now you get to go see them beat San Diego State and West Virginia in person. Oh, I mean, first off, it, it was just great to be able to go to some live live basketball in person. Uh, it was it was good to see the crowd, and it was it was pro Cuse as always. I mean, Cuse travels so well, and um, it it was good to see our guys go out there and really compete. And I, I think the crowd, even though it was only like maybe fifteen hundred, I, I think the crowd had a big effect. I mean, you could hear people, you know, and um, I think it gave those guys energy, and and you could tell over those those first two games, and it was really fun to watch. What is the difference in this team or differences between how they're playing recently over these last you know two weeks or so versus how they were playing back in God, as recently as late January, early February even? Well, I mean, first off, I think these guys are just playing tougher. You know, they're getting after it. They're, they're more physical. And that started, you can go back to the North Carolina Clemson games, even though we got – our rebound against North Carolina, it was something different. They were just going after it. They were competing. And, um, you know, obviously the defense, people, you know, the guys know the rotations now. You know, earlier in the season, we're still learning the zone. We're learning the rotations. Guys are kind of trying to figure out their roles. And I I think it's roles are more cemented and and guys are figuring out the zone better. I mean, you you look at guys like, you know, Robert Braswell coming in and having the impact that he's, he's made and, um, you know, not only, you know, shooting the ball, but just defensively, more importantly, I think he just, he's, he's one of the guys who really knows the rotations and, um, but, but overall, you know, guys just know their roles. We're, we're playing harder, we're competing. Um, and then as we saw these last two games, the zone is, is active, you know, we've had our, we've had our lapses, but I think consistently, um, you know, we're playing better there, we're rebounding. And then, um, you know, when we're able to, you know, make shots like we have been with Buddy and then you see Joe coming on, we're a good team. You know, we're a team that um, come tourney time, as you know, Mike, you know, that zone, it's it's different. You know, it just seems to 
um, you know, start hitting on all cylinders. So uh, it's been fun to watch. And uh, I, I don't think anyone thought we would have been in this spot. Certainly not me. I'll admit that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you mentioned the zone in the postseason when teams that maybe haven't seen a lot of zone, certainly haven't seen the Syracuse zone ever um, when they run up against it and then Syracuse wins and then Syracuse wins again, does, does the zone start to get in the head of other teams, uh, the players on the other team? Is it kind of become this, boogeyman sort of thing like it freaks them out I mean I think sometimes you know teams can just overthink it you know overpass it instead of just taking those opportunities right you've got an open shot you're going to take it and then a lot of times teams could uh, get jump shot happy and just start you know jacking up threes and living and dying by the threes I think for me you know obviously you got to get in the high post you got to attack the short corners and um, and try to get in those areas and then make decisions out of those areas but uh, you got to have the personnel too. Like as we saw against West Virginia, you know, a lot of times he got it in the middle and then he didn't know what to do in there. You know, he, he got caught and Marek draw, you know, drew two charges on him. So um, it's tough, man, especially when you haven't faced it. And even when you have faced, it. I mean, Bob Huggins, he's faced his own, you know, it's um, you know, but you know, the personnel is a big thing too. And, and yeah, that's, that zone is different come tournament time. Who's the last player from that Syracuse that you remember that's so willing to give up parts of his body like Marek? <laughs> well, you know what? Christophe Ogeron. Okay. Uh, I think he's he's a similar as far – obviously, Marek, he's, he's a better player. Marek is. But I think as far as just giving their body up and diving on the floor and, um, you know, he, he was similar. But Marek is – he's special, man. I mean, he's, he's one of those guys who, you know, he doesn't have to score to make an impact in the game. And that's rare. And then he can push the ball. He can make decisions. Probably, you know, one of the best, if not the best decision maker on the team. Um, so Marek has been great for these four years. And um, even yesterday, you know, he didn't score a lot, but, you know, he was he drew those two charges. He's making great passes. He's getting guys in, his, in their spots. Uh, he, he's just a great player. You know, when I saw Jim Beheim send Marek back into that game against West Virginia, with like 12 minutes and 50 seconds to go. And he has four fouls that told you everything right about not only Absolutely. like the moment in, like Jim felt like the game's being won or lost right now. And he could not have Marek on the bench during that time. He, and Marek then plays the rest of the game without picking up his fifth foul. And, and that just shows the confidence that coach has in Marek and, and, and coach says that you, I mean, you're a coach talk about him all the time. He's, he's a great player. You know, he loves to coach him. He loves to coach guys like that who, who just know the game and, and Marek know he has, he has four fouls. So for him to be able to play, you know, 12 minutes in the NCAA tournament game against West Virginia with four fouls. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive and still have an impact. You know, right. like you said, he, you know, he had a big impact down the stretch making those passes and, you know, he always had to be aware in the back of his head, you know, I have four fouls so he can't, you know, pick a, pick a silly one up, but uh, man, just, just the confidence has or co the confidence that coach has in Marek. Um, I think Marek can feel that as well. And, you know, he, it shows out on the floor. Does any player feed maybe off the crowd more than Joe Girard? Cause man, he has looked completely different in these two games out there than he did almost all season. Well, I, I told you, man, I, the crowd had an effect, you know, okay. I think for all, you know, not only for Joe, but for all the players, but I think Joe is one of those guys that, you know, he feeds off that. Absolutely. He hits a big shot. I mean, he hit a shot from the logo yesterday and, you know, the crowd, the crowd went crazy. It was like, you know, it felt like it was, you know, 20,000 people in the dome, you know? So, um, yeah, I think he's starting to, 
you know, he likes that. He likes the pressure. He likes the challenge. It's tournament time. Um, you know, we talked about the crowd. Uh, you know, he's feeding off that. And uh, we need him. We, we need him going forward. He's And not only is he scoring the ball, but he's playing a good floor game. You know, he's getting rebounds. He's he's setting up people. And, um, you know, the only thing for me, I think when he starts to feel that pressure, instead of turning your back, just go ahead and, and get by and make a play. You know, don't play side to side with it. But he's he's been great, man. And I think he's uh, he's going to continue that play. You mentioned this guy a little a few minutes ago, but I want to come back to him. Robert Braswell. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, it's, and it's not just making threes now. And we know he got off to a bad start in the season, but that, you know, he's coming off the bench. He's taken like one three pointer in garbage time. It's pretty easy to get to 0 and 12 pretty quick when you're in that role. But so he's yeah. making the shots we always knew he could make. But defensively and rebounding, I mean, this, I mean, he is just playing so well on the back end of that zone. Um, did you see this coming? Well, well, that's why he's playing. Like you said, he, we know he can shoot. The, he can shoot the ball, but he was missing a couple, and then uh, he's just getting pulled right away. So, I mean, it doesn't really. I, I guess it doesn't really count. But he's playing because of his because of his defensive and his rebounding. I mean, he's the he's the best guy. He's the best forward in the back of the zone as far as knowing the rotations, being there on time, getting in front. I mean, you see so many times when uh, you know they go to that short corner or that you know, the corner and the, and we trap, you have to have that opposite four come over and, you know, get that dive guy coming down the middle or get in front of that, um, you know, that, that big guy right there. And he does the best that he's getting deflections and just, I think, you know, he, he, he understood what he had to do to play. You know what I mean? I, okay, this is what I have to do. And now he's getting more time. Now he's hitting shots, you know, now he's, you know, now it's all coming together. And, you know, without Robert, I mean, even yesterday he hit a big shot has, you know, big defensive plays, you know, we're, we're not the team we are without him. All right. I've been holding off on getting to this guy. Uh, we got to talk about Buddy Bayheim, right? You worked out with Buddy a lot, and it's been written about and talked about. that, it, it, Like during the COVID shutdown last summer and everything, that you were over at the Bayheim's house, sneaking in the back door to the gym <laughs> <laughs> and working out with Buddy. Um, anything from those workouts tell us anything about what he's doing now? I mean, just, you know, for me, I mean, his whole game has evolved from, I mean, you see it from a freshman to now it's, you know, his floor game, being able to put it on the ground. It's, you know, he's at a whole nother level, but for me, it's his confidence. He's, he's more vocal. You could see it. He's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a brash guy out on the court, right. To say the least. All right. But, but for him, he doesn't have to do all that. I just want him to be a leader, be vocal, you know, take that next step because that's, that's what separates good from great. And now you see his confidence is through the roof. He's at another level, you know, after the game, he's, he's yelling at the crowd. And I mean, it's, it's awesome to see, man. And that's just all the hard work, all the extra reps. And, you know, he, he's working with, you know, a guy like GMAC every single day. I mean, it's the same mindset, you know, and then you come to, and I get to work you out. I mean, me and GMAC have the same mindset. We're, we're killers out there. So, um, you know, I think he's kind of developed that and um, he's, he's believing in himself. And it shows, man. I mean, he's who would have thought he's, he would have done this, you know, coming into high school and, uh, you know, people doubted him, man. It's 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 so unbelievable to see. It's a great story. It's a great story. And it's a testament to his hard work. You know, this is a guy that his own father says that is has, you know, earlier, you know, when he's younger, was underconfident. Older brother Jimmy was the confident one. Yeah, but he's a little underconfident. They always had to boost his confidence. And then when I see him. In the San Diego State game on camera, and you read his lips, 
and he says something that I would have associated with Eric Thielendorf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, I don't think he has a confidence problem anymore. Exactly. I mean, we've had some, you know, one-on-one wars, you know, me and him and, and Jimmy just, just going at it. And, you know, I'm not holding back, you know, I, I'm saying a little, I'm saying what I, what I say, Mike, when I play, you know, so, um, you know, that I, hopefully that rubbed off on him a little bit. And Jimmy says the same way, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy has that in him as well. So, um, no, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to see. And, um, I think the coaching staff has done a great job, you know, not only with, with Buddy, but Jesse, I mean, Braz, and I mean, we see the development of Jesse yesterday. We talk about, you know, just his presence out there, Jesse. So yep. um, it's, it's awesome to see these guys develop. All right, I want to read you a couple numbers here. Stats for Buddy. First 15 games of this season, averaging 14 points and making 31% of his threes. In the last eight games, 24.2 points per game on 48.8% three-point shooting. Eric, this isn't just a couple of good games in a row. This is eight now. What, what is the difference between Buddy now in these last eight games versus the first 15 games of the season? And I think I read some even that said the last 11 games, it was like 22, 22.5. So, like, I, I mean, it's an incredible run, and this isn't just – this isn't a fluke thing. You know what I mean? This is a testament, like we said, to his hard work. And, um, I mean, I, I remember texting him like, man, just proud of you how you kept fighting. You know, people in the beginning of the season were doubting you and you're going through the COVID stuff and all the pauses and you just stayed in the gym. You, you, you kept with it. You focused and uh, look at you now, you know, I mean, you're doing this, you're, you're doing not only did not, they not expect you to do this, but you're doing stuff that, you know, the greats at SU did, you know, this is, this is the category you're putting yourself in. Like these numbers that you're talking about, like that's, those are what the greats, some of the greatest players in SU history did. Oh, you're right. You know, if anybody else is putting up these kind of numbers in the postgame press conferences, somebody, probably me, is going to have to ask him if he's thinking of going pro. And he's put it, and he's put himself in that conversation. I mean, I've saw, um, so you know, some of the mock draft guys on on Twitter talking about he's, he's putting himself in a you know second round draft pick consideration and. You know, he still has one more year left. So, I mean, it's it's amazing Ooh. to see. He can yeah, take two right. more. Okay, okay. So they can, okay, okay. Lawrence's I didn't know record, if it was only for seniors. Lawrence wrote Moten's record is in serious jeopardy. <laughs> I mean, what an unbelievable story, man. You know, just like his father, his son, like it's, I don't, I don't know. It, it, sometimes it kind of, for me, it just makes me speechless sometimes because it's like you're almost in awe of it. You know what I mean? Like to see this in. Man, what a what a good kid! You know, it couldn't happen to a better kid. You know, he deserves all of it. He's just he's just a hard worker. Well, listen, Eric, uh, it's been great to have you come on here and talk about this team. We can't leave though. We do have to look ahead here. Saturday night, Syracuse gets Houston, the number two seeded Cougars. Um, I don't know if you've seen much of Houston this year, but how do you see that game? You know, I and mean, what is Syracuse going to have to do to advance one more round further? I mean, I haven't seen Houston a ton. I know they're well coached. Calvin Sampson, I mean, he's an unbelievable coach. They have the transfer from uh, Kansas, Quentin Grimes, who's he's an unbelievable player. Mm-hmm. I, they're the second seed for a reason, right? I mean, we're going to have our work cut out for us. I know one thing, they haven't faced its own. I think Calvin did back in the NCAA tournament when he played for Oklahoma um, the year that, that 2003 when we beat him. So um, they're going to have their work cut out for them. You know, I think if we can just come in and, really set the tone defensively and be active and 
be physical, get on the boards. Um, you know, offensively, it's just going to come, you know. So, hey, we're putting ourselves in consideration, man. It's it's each game you're like, wow, let's let's keep it going. So it's it's been a great run. It's a great story. This season right here is, I don't know, I always say it about every season, but this season just seems, man, with everything going on, it's super special. You know, it's, it's pretty unbelievable to watch. It's fun. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um... So we'll see how they go as, as they hit the Sweet 16 against Houston on Saturday. Eric, again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it very much. Good catching up with you. Absolutely. Appreciate you, Mike. I want to thank Eric for joining me on the podcast today. And thanks to you out there as well for listening in. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and follow all the Syracuse basketball action this season with our complete coverage on Syracuse.com. Until next time on the Inside Syracuse Basketball Podcast, I'm Mike Waters.